fede, we always start with a deep breath in and a slow and deep breath out. When you breathe out, just make sure that there is no more air in the lungs. And when there is nothing, then you can breathe in again. And that's a circle of the breath. And that's actually when you start slowing down and enter in the mindful mood. And that's the best mood for, for our mindfulness podcast. Uh, so here with Fede today. Fede, how are you? Oh, hello, Lele. Quite fine, quite fine. Thank you. Better now that we, we have entered this. And uh, Fede was also part of, of our uh, Welcome to Now Summit that you know, happened just you know, one week ago. And the summit was a beautiful experience overall, right? I don't know how how was for yours. You had four sessions in the summit, four practices. How did you find them? No, very beautiful, very beautiful. And especially one thing that I enjoyed mm. was that everyone was practicing. Mm-hmm. And something that is not as common in, in virtual summits. Mm-hmm. It's that you could see they kept their cameras on most of them, or some mm-hmm. of them, you know, and you could see the effect that they were having. And that for me, it's very important because it gives me a kind of visual feedback yeah. when all the overall, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Also seeing, you know, people practicing. So it's more like being in the same room together that obviously, if you try to, to practice mindfulness with someone together with you, it's a different type of uh, experience, right? It's somehow it's like we, we connect, we do something together, we share, right? And uh, yeah, it's nice. Overall, it's it's much better. So uh, the 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 summit, of course, had many many sessions, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, more than forty overall, right? And it was organized, as we said before, in five different journeys. So now, what we want to do in the podcast, like in the next from now until the all the next five podcasts, is to describe a little bit each of the journeys, right? So at least to give you, uh, you know kind of deep dive into it, right? So since I was designing, let's say, or, you know, the, and coordinating the uh, connect deeply with others journey, right? So I'm going to start with that. Then next week, we're going to have a leader of a next journey and the next journey and the next journey, right? So we'll discuss with the journey leader. The journey leader means someone, someone that, you know, could took the topic, understood what was the topic, and then uh, brought... Um, you know, the people in to speak about it, right? Or the, the practices to be done and everything else. So now, um, the connect deeply with other journey was really connected. If you, if you were reading as well, what was it, right? It was really connected with the concept of relationship, uh, self-compassion, connected with people, right? Um, and in order yeah, to, 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 to be yourself from one side, right? And also to, to be yourself with others, but also to make strong connection. Right? So it was very much focused on diversity and inclusion and self-compassion. There was a lot of that, right? That's why also uh, Fede here did the befriending practices and the gratitude practices, right? Gratitude, right? being grateful for what happens to you and from what the others are doing for you is a very important thing to connect, right? So if you say a thank you, that's the first thing to connect with someone, right? You, um, someone knows that is important for you and th- that becomes reciprocal. Um, 
so um Fede, how um how do you um you know understand the connection with others how do you uh, well I, i had this from a mindfulness this, perspective obviously right from a mindfulness perspective from a purely scientific perspective mm -hmm. right i would say that the first thing is that or atoms right mm -hmm. what makes our bones and our atomic structure it's they do not have an owner they're basically the atoms of stars of animals yeah. of so many other things and we're just using them for a while right so on an atomic level so to speak we're always connected to others because mm -hmm. there's nothing that we could say that's mine or theirs yeah or that's that's already there so from that level we are already connected But in a more social level, if we, if we especially regarding work, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there is um, some somehow this tendency that has been popping up in in, uh, in work in which the main thing is yourself, right? You have to train, you have to improve yourself, and at the same time, if we look at the main people who are driving innovation, the Elon Musk, yeah. the Jeff Bezos, they always speak very clearly of the importance of a team. Yeah. So I would say that for me, the interrelationship between between everyone, right, and mm -hmm. especially between, between us, has to do more with this recognition. And even if we need to work on ourselves, and that is part of our responsibility, right? Yeah. We always do work mm -hmm. in relationship to others. Yes. Even the loneliest writer in the room who goes into a mountain retreat to pen his masterwork is working towards a reader, right? Of course, like no reader, no writer, right? I mean, even <laughs> if you even if you write for yourself, I would say, you still write on a paper and with a pen, right? that is built by someone else, right? So the, actually, if you really go through it, you there is always something that you're doing, that you are, or that you aim for, that needs others to be fulfilled. And that's the important connection. That's where the mindfulness comes in. Like, go, really think about this. Think about the mutual connection. Everything of your success, your happiness, your wealth, your family, whatever, is also connected with many other things. So now, in the session, Fede, we had um, several interesting sessions. So we started with, um, uh, we, we had, like, throughout the... the Uh, the, the journey, right? The connecting with other. We had like in the two days uh, a lot of discussion about self uh, self compassion. Right. So the first uh, session was with Rashik Parmar. Rashik Parmar was uh, former IBMers, right? Um, and uh, we discussed with him about his story, uh, his story with as well that was discussed with with health as well, right? He had some issues with health and how uh, him being sick. Uh, and realizing that, realizing that that could be maybe the last moments of his life as well, right? Uh, that he should, he also had to change part of his life because of this change. Uh, started a narrative with himself, right? So he started journaling a lot. And thanks to this journaling, to writing down, to write about himself, to himself, helped him to reflect and had the transformation. That was his path as well into self-compassion. Um, so that's a very beautiful session. Of course, I'm putting all the links below so you can find if you're, you know, if you're an IBMer, you can 
take part of uh, and watch the replay. So if you're not an IBMer, you're listening to it, listen, I'm trying to describe you uh, the path, right? The beauty here was really the, the self-journey. And of course, we had many other discussions about self-compassion, about mindfulness, but the key here was um, it can happen anytime in your life, something to you, right? And this thing is not really depending on, on you, right? For example, Rashid was talking about him being uh, very careful about food, being even vegetarian and uh, do a lot of sport, blah, blah, blah. So being a healthy person with a healthy life, right? And still being, becoming sick, right? So it doesn't matter what you do sometimes, it just happens. And learning to deal with it is part of self-compassion. And if we are too full of ego, we are too attached to things, right, and to our role as uh, superhumans, then it's going to be hard for us, right? Um, then the next session was uh, uh, very interesting, was a compassion, connection, and la laughter. And that was uh, with uh, Prachi Rastoji. So Prachi is an IBMer. Uh, she is a leader in diversity and inclusion in India, right? And Prachi probably came, came already on, on our podcast as well. And she is very notorious for doing the laughter practice with other IBMers. So we talk a lot about inclusion. We spoke about her role and self-compassion and inclusion. And mostly that was connected with um, how compassion, right? Like you start to appreciate yourself can really be making yourself ready to appreciate the others as well, right? And often if we don't know how to appreciate ourselves, this... Uh, kind of unbalanced situation is perhaps helping us to see the rest of the world as uh, not in the right and bright way, but more of, you know, they are better than me or why me not and them yes and so on, right? So that was a, the conversation. And at the end, we did a laughter practice. Uh, so we all laughed together in the virtual room. And laughter is about connection, right? It's about, uh, you know, not taking things too seriously. It's doing, being childlike. Uh, and that was a beautiful practice. Like everyone was really providing good feedback about it. So that was two of the session. We had a wonderful uh, panel discussion with uh, um, uh, on self-compassion with uh, Vicky Toki from 3M, with Patrick Kozakiewicz from Kindrill, former leader in our community. Uh, and Pat, that is always here. Today is not here with us, but maybe we can ask next time to Pat as well how he liked the panel discussion. And also Stephen Hickman, that is uh, the, the COO of the Global Compassion Coalition, someone that is really training people on self-compassion. That discussion, I cannot summarize, was so beautiful. And there were so many interesting points of view on self-compassion that um, I, I really, you know, just loved it. Uh, but, but of course, mostly... Uh, it was about defining self-compassion, so what it is, uh, and, and talking a little bit about the, the main questions on self-compassion. Is it, uh, um, you know, is it something for everybody? Can we cultivate it? Uh, how does it work? And so on, right? And mostly the, the main driver of it is, is really the, the first, self-compassion can be defined in three parts. The first one is mindfulness, right? For being in the present, to understand where you are. The second is, uh, um, you know, common humanity, awareness of your own suffering, understanding we are humans. And the, th the third one is do some self-kindness, right? So these are the steps for self-compassion. Become mindful, become aware of your own suffering, of your all humanity, and then do some self-kindness. And that's, that's the key on self-compassion. Then another session we had um, as well uh, on, on the on the journey is uh, with um, 
uh, uh, you know, discussion with the Brandy Boatner, we discussed about um, the mindful glue and how uh, to stick together, practice in inclusion. Brandy is one of the leaders in IBM as well for uh, diversity and inclusion. She's leading a lot of this kind of conversation, how we can all be connected. And she shared her personal story as well. She shared her personal story and how uh, she really thinks that, you know, inclusion and mindfulness are connected, particularly is connected with judgment and judgment is the key uh, for understand for understanding how we judge the others, right? And how then we can be more inclusive when we are lacking our inclusion in this, in this case. The last conversation we had as well was with Veronique uh, Prouet. And Veronique was um, former IBMer. Now she's working in Headspace, and we had a conversation about, you know, the her path towards self-compassion. We discussed about little things of life. We discussed about where where self-compassion comes from, right? Where it starts, how it leads us to become more connected with each other, um, and uh, and also from a perspective of you know someone like Veronique that she's working in in a company that brings mindfulness around and what are the responses from different people um, when we talk about self-compassion also in the business environment, right? And why sometimes somebody's considering it like a cheesy thing or too, uh, you know, too much fluffy or anything, but in reality, it's not, right? Uh, in reality, it is something that uh, everyone needs and everyone is human, right? So that's that's the point. And of course, uh, talking about glue, the glue that put all of these events together are what Feder did, right? So Feder, you can talk a little bit about what was your part into this journey. It, yes, basically what we did, we did a, a lot of self-compassion and compassion, I think, in general, mm -hmm. right? Practices. Because um, one of the things that mindfulness, I think it's very good at pointing out, as you, you, you said, I just said it, Lele, is that mm -hmm. it highlights this fuzzy distinction between mm -hmm. self-compassion and compassion for others. Right? So often, and I think that, well, it's fuzzy, it's important to make it, right? There is a difference between saying, I'm, I'm going to be compassionate for myself and we always have to think of what made us suffer right and yeah. to be compassionate of others as you say we have to be compassionate for yourself so yes it's, i think that compassion is kind of this big ball of energy so to speak yes <laughs> that we can generate and we need to cultivate it's just mm -hmm. like a, just like anything that's live, compassion needs this cultivation. And the cultivation, it's actually what it's in Sanskrit, we tend to, the cultivation, development, mm -hmm. it's what we tend to refer to as meditation. But actually mm -hmm. in Sanskrit, it means bhava, it means uh, becoming or developing, right? Mm -hmm. So we grow it basically like a plant, which makes sense because how do you meditate? It's just like putting a plant. You take a seed, which is a technique, and then you plant it in your mind. Mm -hmm. And every single day you water it, you, you, ha you create a space for it. And if you do it, the plant grows. Yeah. Nice. So it's the same for compassion. We just take a little bit of a seed from the people who are telling us, as you say, that these three steps, which are great, Lila, of becoming aware, right? And then finding our suffering, and basically healing and we do it day by day 
and slowly the plant of self-compassion will grow. And that was the beautiful thing that I got from all this journey as well, that, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we talk about mindfulness, we often think, you know, just look at your mind, look at your thoughts, you're getting distracted, but refocus on your breath and then go back and then distracted. But the heart um, is sometimes left on the side, right? So I'm not saying that you should always focus on the heart. There is a, a concept of heart-mind that I like a lot um, in... Uh, uh, in, in, in all of this tradition that is connecting both at the same time, right? But that means awareness of the emotions is important. And if you cultivate the circle, that means that you direct your thoughts and moments and attention to compassion or you and yourself. This can grow, like help you to appreciate yourself more. And you say, why? I, don't, I, I love myself. Yes. But how do you do it? Right? Is it a too much self-esteem, that's not the same as self-compassion. Uh, self-compassion is also accepting our humanity. That means the good and the bad, the healthy things and the unhealthy things, everything, mm-hmm. right? It's not only you loving yourself to the fact that you then you don't care about the others. That's the exact opposite of self-compassion, right? So that's the key into it. It's like something we can cultivate, something we can practice. And this journey was really beautiful because it brings you perspective from many people many people that experienced it and thought a lot about that right so you can have a um, an idea by just listening to those sessions of course the replay is also good because you can play it twice the speed so if you really don't have so much time you can do it much faster than the live event so i hope you're gonna enjoy it let me know uh, maybe in the comments or on Slack or whatever, what do you think about this type of events uh, and the events on this journey, right? On the, the self-compassion um, and connect deeply with others journey. Uh, so we know as well how to make it better perhaps next time. And maybe you can tell us which one was your favorite session of those, right? Your favorite speaker or your favorite things you learned from it. Um, shall we close further with um, practice? Sure. Anything sure. since you, you were leading the self compassion, I'm going to ask you for uh, something leading, maybe something small we can all do this week, maybe to cultivate a bit more our self compassion. Excellent. Let's let's do a very brief practice, but let's try to to keep these points that you that you said, uh, Lala. So first of all, as always, let's get into a comfortable position. Remember, it doesn't have to be the stereotypical correct meditation posture. It just has to be comfortable for you. And now let's take three deep breaths in order to become aware of how we are breathing. One. Two, three, now, if you like, Let's think of a moment that we have felt 
a little bit embarrassed about ourselves. Nothing too serious, nothing major. Just a small something that you do that you wish you didn't. Now that you have it, don't worry about the action. Focus, as Lele said, on the emotion. If you can recall, how did you feel before doing this embarrassment to yourself? Imagine that you can be there again. Feeling this feeling again. And you are also in front of you at the same time. You can do it, there is no rules in imagination. And you look at yourself while you do the small embarrassing thing. You still do it, still go through the action. And then you look up to your own eyes and you see yourself smiling a little bit. Smile at the embarrassment. It's not the end of the world. Smile because you feel the emotion that led you to be embarrassed. And it's a beautiful thing. It's not a weakness. Smile at yourself. And remember that this is the way to become mindful, to become alive. Don't go from the moment. 
Just keep that smile. Keep that warmth. And make a promise to yourself. That when you find what it might be weakness or embarrassment in your life, you will smile more at it. You will relax. And you will remember that the world hasn't ended because of it. And now, keeping this feeling of self-compassion around us, we finish the session, and if we like, we open our eyes. Oh, was it, Lele? Nice. This is a, we should have a podcast on visualization as well, right? So, like, and the power of how, you know, visualizing things and happenings can really help us to, you know, think through it and maybe change our perspective towards them, right? Like in this case, right? That's, um, yeah. There's always some embarrassing thing that everybody does. And usually when we do embarrassing things, we we are not mindful, right? Because, <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, it happens to everyone. Right? So it's worth the problem, but yeah. Well, Here's one thing that I was thinking while you were talking, right? And were you talking about the value of, value of emotions? Mm. I think that if you look at it, for example, when we say, well, the difference between the heart and the mind, mm -hmm. right? We are brought up, both you and me, in a Western culture, in which mm -hmm. the heart is the center of all the mushy feelings, right? And yeah. the mind is this brain, especially. It's this yeah. cold, calculating thing. But this one thing that always uh, it's important to keep as mindful as practitioners is mm -hmm. we have to try to get to our experience with as little filters as possible, right? Mm -hmm. we, we have to also become mindful of our own beliefs. Yeah. So in our experience, at least in my experience, I'm not <laughs> I'm talking about everyone with my experience, there is no heart and mind, right? Mm -hmm. There are uh, feelings and thoughts, but there is no spatial or any kind of different difference between the, what I feel or what I think. Mm -hmm. And this is because it comes from a med medieval understanding of hearts and mind, which came into like a metaphor. It, it, it was a metaphor yeah. and it was an easy way of classifying. Follow your heart. Follow your heart, right? In many places. Yeah, yeah. Right. My, my heart is in my chest. If my heart is outside of my chest and I have to follow it, I have another problem, right? So, um, what are what is the difference between feelings and thinkings? I think, I think, uh, and thoughts. Sorry, feelings and thoughts. Mm -hmm. I think that the main difference for me, in my experience, just an experiential basis, mm -hmm. is that feelings are more embodied and had to do with physical reactions. And with mm -hmm. physical discomfort or comfort, whereas thoughts are more abstract. Mm -hmm. For example, I can think about, uh, let's think about something boring, right? The regulatory legislator, 
acts of Argentina, mm. and I'm not going to have a physical reaction to it. But I can think about something that is very dear to me, like or something like ice cream, me, or chocolate ice cream, and I'm going to have a, a, right a feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And but I think that in reality, both feelings and thoughts are either feelings that are too abstract in the case of thoughts or thoughts that are too embodied mm -hmm. in the case of feelings. So there is no actual, no, actual I, it's, I mean, it's true. I think that it could be the same thing. Like the, the, then even the physical reaction, honestly, is, yeah. uh, it's not automated. It's not everywhere. And sometimes it's not really connected, uh, with the feeling, right? So imagine those, those people that are stressed because their back is hurting. And until they realize, actually, it's not the stress; it's just my back hurting. Posture, and, uh, and the stress maybe is caused by a thought, and and the feeling in itself is maybe just an illusion because in reality there is some physical thing. So, yeah, there, it's a very nice topic for also for next time, Fede. So think about it, and think all mm -hmm. of you. Let us know what you think. What are thoughts, feelings? Are feeling thoughts? Um, what is a thought? What is the feeling? What's your point of view on it? So thank you for listening. Thank you, Fed, as well, for sharing and for being here in the Mindfulness Podcast. Um, have a lovely mindful week and talk to you in one week from now with another episode. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.